we not talk about family when family's all that we got everything i went through you were standing there by my side and now you're gonna be with me for the last time hello and welcome to too fast too forever there's all kinds of family we chose this one this is episode 37 bonus episode los bandoleros i'm joey lewandowski i'm joe too and this episode is brought to you by the board of tourism for the dominican republic the Dominican Republic hmm. has it all. You won't die here. <laughs> Dominican Republic is the second largest and most diverse Caribbean country, situated just two hours south of Miami, less than four hours from New York, and eight hours from most European cities. Known for their warm and hospitable people, Dominican Republic is a destination like no other, featuring astounding nature, intriguing history, and rich culture. As you might know, the Dominican's having a little bit of trouble right now. Why don't you fill our listeners in in case they don't know? You know, people just go there and die. Oh, yeah. They gave us two free trips with all the booze we could drink at one of at, at a resort of our choosing. They they just beat cool. out they just beat out the Hard Rock just by a couple of days. The Hard Rock was willing to give us as much liquor as we wanted to drink, but I figure we should support the whole island, right? Well, yeah, I think so too. You know, it's it's important to have a sense of family, if it were, community, if it were, and really sort of encompass the whole thing, whether you're by yourself or with your crew or your family. Or your fiancé and you both get sick at the same time. Whatever happens, happens. So this is a little bonus episode. This is the first time, this might be the only time until years and years and years and years from now, when we get to the Los Bandoleros minute in the, fa- in the Fast and Furious Oh, yeah, minute, that's right, yeah. We'll come back to this. We will. But this is our one time here. I don't want to spoil too much, we're going to get into it later. But before we get there, this is not going to be a full, full episode. It's probably going to be as long as a full episode, but Maybe. it's not going to be a full episode in that we're not going to do every segment. But we are first going to do our mailbag of sorts and all that sort of stuff. So we do have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash forever, forever.com. Added a new tier. Don't want to, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil Just the go surprise. Check it out. Yeah. But if you are an eccentric millionaire... We got you. Oh, who also loves us? An eccentric millionaire who loves who us. Who specifically so loves Too Fast, Too Forever. Yeah. The important thing. I'm going to get to the, the new Patreon news when we get to the mailbags. I have emails in there. But just took a look at iTunes for us, which is the podcast on iTunes. No new reviews. However, I don't know if this is just like a new look. So, you know, on a grand scale, iTunes is going away. Have you heard this? Yeah. They keep saying they're killing iTunes. Which is not true. Which is, yeah, that's what I was saying to Matt. Like, I didn't look up, like, what's actually happening. But, like, they can't just get rid of it. So, I I don't know what's actually happening because I didn't care enough to look. I don't have any music in iTunes. But I'm imagining they can't just, like, tell everybody that all the music they bought is gone and stuff like that. Right. So the sensational headline in this clickbait culture that we're in is that iTunes is dying, but they're really just splitting into three apps. They're doing Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, and Apple TV. And like that's sort of movies and TV and all that sort of stuff. So as Apple sort of continues to roll out these kind services of smart, like Apple Music, like Apple TV Plus, exactly. It, do- it doesn't matter. It's also iTunes is a bloated program. Exactly. That that's is, what I'm saying. It's too big. Simplify it. So anyway, as they're doing all this, though, Apple's sort of tweaking the look of things. And now, and they might have always been there, but they're maybe just more prominent now. We don't have any new reviews. However, all four of the reviews that we have there, Wells, yours is still MIA. Don't know what happened to yours. Okay. We'll find out if he wrote in. I don't know. All four of the reviews have, is this review helpful? One of one said yes. One of one said yes. One of one said yes. Two of two said yes. So not only do people love us, but our listeners find our reviews of our show helpful so shout out family thank you for reviewing us thank you for yeah marking other reviews as helpful i guess yeah exactly if you review our show we will read it on air you can write whatever you want as long as it's a five-star review 
you can write whatever you want and hopefully don't leave us a shitty review. But if you left us a shitty review, I would still tell Joey to read it. We'd still read it, but we'd just be sad. Yeah, be sad about it. So we have an email address here on the show, family at cageclub.me. Again, this is sort of, you know, morphing into a thing that's sort of all over the place. We've been tweeting with Wes. We've been tweeting with We're Wells We're easy to get into contact been... with. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. Yep. We've had messages. Jake sends messages on the Facebook Messenger. It's usually, like, selectively, like, who you're going to... Joey gets all the emails. We've talked about this before. I usually respond to Messenger, and we both kind of respond to Twitter, although, like, the tweets and stuff come from Joey. But if you were to send a message there, I would see it and probably respond to it. So... Yeah, if you want to talk to either of us, you you have a way to do it. The one request that I have, and this is only just to make the game at the end more fun, but if you're sending in a car picture for Joe to guess, email it to me, because that's the one place that he can't see it. That's true. So if you have car pictures that you want us to guess, send them to family at cageclub.me. Otherwise, I might see it. You know, I think I, I think we got one that Joe sort of averted his eyes quickly. Yes. Just make sure that if you're sending those in, send to the email, because he can't see that, and it sort of preserves the whole fun of the game because if he sees the car it's you know useless. yeah sorry right but I, I saw somebody say like we're getting here's a car picture and i deleted the the notification so we got a bunch of different things going on in the emails first up i want to say new one dollar patron friend of the show melissa Lynham, throwing her support over here from the cage club network as a whole awesome too, too fast you, too forever welcome melissa thank you melissa that's number one also of note yes new patron Ben Milliman, who may have written an email or two today as well, which we'll get to. Thanks, Ben. Ben is now contributing a point, and this is very exciting for us, where he gets to control, he gets to choose a movie that we do as a pit stop. Which is crazy. Spoil. Which is crazy yeah. to me, because like you get to pick a movie that we have to talk That's pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool, at least. And we're putting it on the main feed. It's not like a Patreon exclusive. Everyone's going to get to hear just it. Just to let you guys know, this is a little secret that Joey and I have, is that we run a film club. And we always say we're open to suggestions, and we never listen to them. Not ever. <laughs> so in this chance... We will take that under consideration. Yeah, we always say that, like, we'll like we'll try to do it, or, like, oh, that's a good idea. But, like, we don't actually listen. This we will actually do. It's a foolproof... Like, you're, you're not going to get, like, a, hey, oh, uh, we think, oh, maybe let's try... No. If you pick the movie, and it fits, like, you know, within the realm of the things, then, yes, we'll do it. Originally, we were going to do pit stops in between every movie. That was sort of when we're like, eventually, weekly, we'll go there and we'll do it and we'll just alternate everything. We're not going to do that. We're not doing that yet, at least. So the only thing we said to Ben was that have it be something that's sort of tangentially related in some way to the Fast and Furious universe. He picked a movie that I've seen that Joe has not, not seen. seen it. Yeah. We'll cover it. Well, I don't, don't want to spoil it. We'll cover it either later this lap or very early next lap. Just me and Joe. Bonus episode. In an off week, not replacing an episode, extra thing. Ben, I think your choice is great. Thank you for choosing the movie. We're not going to spoil it, but Joey told me what it was, and it's a good choice, so I'm down. We have a little bit of veto power, but all we said is just, you know. If you keep it within the realm of the foot, yeah. and the Fastiverse is fucking huge. And, and it doesn't even need to be, like, a person from it. Like, if you have a car movie that you want to watch, anything, yeah. anything. It's, it's, it's very fast and loose, right? Like, this is not rigid. I mean, you know the kind of nonsense that Joe and I talk about, and if you want that specific lifetime brand movies. of whatever it you is... select Lifetime movies, I'll definitely make Joey watch Lifetime movies with me. Never get vetoed. Ever. If there's a movie that you want, whether it's a Lifetime movie or a car movie or whatever, you can subscribe on Patreon, pledge on Patreon, pick a movie. Once a year now, Ben gets to pick a movie that he has us cover, so... That's a cool... I think <sighs> it's a cool... It's a cool tidbit. I like it. One for one, so far, so good. Yeah. So thank you, Ben, again. 
Check out our Patreon at TooFastToForever.com. Go there. Also, another little thing I have just in my email that I wanted to make sure I kept an eye on. We have the YouTube channel, Too Fast Too Forever. So here's some good and bad news. We've got a couple more subscribers. Thank you for subscribing. Awesome. The bad news is that I've heard from now two people that it's difficult to find our show on YouTube. And as far as I can tell, everything's set up properly. I think it's just because we're newer. We don't have that many views yet because it's people easy don't for really me know to it's find. It. It's weird. I mean, like maybe because like I had clicked the link before. Maybe because you subscribe already. I don't know. Because I subscribe already. Something. So we're sorry about that. But the thing that. is, if you go ahead, if you want to find our channel on YouTube, if you go to CageClub.me and go to our show page, there's a YouTube link right there, and also on every episode page on CageClub.me, which we also link on Facebook and Twitter and everywhere you get that stuff. There's a link to the YouTube. So even if you never watch a video on YouTube, we would just appreciate it if you subscribe only because. Once we get to 100 subscribers, we can have a custom URL. It'll be easier to find. We'll have that lockdown. That's the whole point. Exactly. And if you think it's hard to find, then find it and then subscribe so you can make it easier to find for other people that are trying to find it. Do your family duty. Do your familial duty. Subscribe on there, please, and thank you. And again, no pressure to ever watch a video on there. The fact that you're listening to this and that you went over there and did that, more than we could ask for. Yes, thank you. But please subscribe. Ignore it. Whatever you want to do. We just want to get toward 100. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, the first thing I want to do is that, you know, you had mess- you had mentioned that we were talking to Jake Freer on Facebook. We were. He was messaging a bunch of back and forth. Yes. One thing that he wrote in was that he sent us his rankings for the movie. He did, yes, he did. Jake and I had a good conversation. We were talking about, like, what hip-hop we like, a whole bunch of stuff. Jake says, hey, guys, just realized I never sent in my Fast and Furious order, so after hours and hours of thinking... I finally come up with a list. Awesome. He writes a he writes an, an answer for number one, but then he doesn't do anything else for the rest of them. So I'm just gonna go from the bottom up. Go ahead. I know you probably saw this, but I don't. I didn't remember. I read this, but I didn't remember it because you know we had a lot of Fast and Furious in the brain. So number eight, the correct answer, number eight, Fate of the Furious. Yes, which we agree with. He had some. He had some like very ones that we agree with, and some hot takes too. Number seven, Too Fast, Too Furious, which again might be a little low, but also every time we talk about that movie. I like that movie more and more, but I still don't like it more than a lot of the other movies. So I think yeah, that's it's not, not really crazy. jumping number... anything, right? It's it's weird. Yeah. And then number six is Fast and Furious number four. So I think firmly the bottom three are the correct bottom three as far as you and I are concerned. Yeah. You know, you can like whatever you want to like, but I think those three are sort of the kind of sort of the consensus low end. Yeah. low end. Not bad, again, just worse than the rest. Number five, Fast and Furious 7, which I feel is, that's a little bit of a, that's a mild take, because I feel like that's a pretty... yeah powerful one, right? Yeah, because we lose Paul in that one, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Number four, Furious, Fast and Furious 6, which I think... That's low. ...is your and my number one. Yeah, that's low. I, I like World's Longest Runway a lot, so yeah, Jake had a hot take with that one, that's why I said, like, some of them, like, I saw eight at the bottom, I was like, yeah, I'm with you. Five, we get, you know, Fast and Furious 6, World's Longest Runway, like, holy shit, man, okay. Yep. Number three, Tokyo Drift, he said could have easily number two. Yeah, I like Tokyo Drift a lot. You know that we're big fans over here. Number two, Fast Five, which means, if you're doing your math, number one, The Fast and the Furious. He said it's about, it's where it all started when I was about three. My dad put it on for me, and apparently I watched three times straight, and after that, I wouldn't go to sleep unless that was on in the background. I was about six when I actually remember watching it through, so nostalgia has it at number one for me. So, Joe, we talk a lot about how you've seen the movies a bunch. I'm I'm crawling my way up there. 
I feel like, based on this alone, Jake's view count of number one is probably in the hundreds, if not higher. Yeah, he probably has. He literally grew up with it. Yeah, if you and you you do that like small kid tendency where you're just like you could just watch it on loop essentially, right? Because you're just like a small child. So yeah, I mm-hmm. get it. Crazy, but thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, thank for you for the rankings. You're going to be added into the the aggregate factor you and we do the re-rankings at the end of this lap so one thing that i'm going to do on our patreon page which i thought about i just want to sort of figure out the best way to graphically do it and then i'm going to sort of sprinkle it out over time is that we have so many different charts and graphs and answers and rankings and all this different stuff that every time we have a guest on we ask them like a thousand questions i have all those answers written down so what i'm going to start doing over on patreon which is going to be hidden unless you're a patron is i'm going to visibly you know visually depict rankings in terms of, you know, average score. I'm going to say, you know, what percentage of people oh, are a Dom really cool. versus a Brian. Yeah, this is really Mia cool. Mia versus a Letty. All that sort of stuff. Yeah. A lot going on over at TooFast2Forever.com. Check that out. Okay. We have five emails. So we have a bunch of messages. Five emails. First up, Ben Milliman, the man himself. Now, this was before... Here's a little bit of a behind-the-curtain. Peek behind the curtain. Go ahead. Because I don't know any of this. So tell me. Before he subscribed, or before he pledged on Patreon, before he supported us over there... He sent us an email, and it made me laugh out loud, and I told you... You, you did know, tell me this. a really this. funny email. Yeah, you said it was one of the funniest emails you've gotten in a while, whatever, whatever. No, no shade to anybody else, but it made yeah. me laugh, and I said, I'm not going to tell you who it's from, but it's somebody who's emailed us before. And then he subscribed on Patreon, and I was just like, well, I can't I can't be like, oh, this guy just did it, and then like, sort of, it's sort of we- so you, so weird So I know that he sent an you. email. That's it. That's yes. all I know. I don't know the email. So he says, from Ben Milliman, funny conversations is the subject line. Okay. Hi, I don't know if you guys remember me. Of course I do. Yeah, of course we do. we do. But I sent you an email, I think, in lap two, which was last July, I think, he emailed. Okay. A little recap, though, just in case. My past email was about doing the stare and drive on my girlfriend while go-karting, and I had the Dom cross hanging from my mirror. I remembered it vividly that you sent this email, and yep. yeah, you're my kind of people, so. We knew he was family from the jump. He says, I've been trying to catch up on the podcast, which, again, we put out so much. It's, it's a lot of content, yeah. It's a lot. I have about four or five more to go, and I was going to wait to start emailing until then, but something happened, and it couldn't wait. Well, you're always welcome to email, even if you, even yeah. if it's not the right, like, if you're not caught up, we say this to everyone, if, if you're not caught up, you send the email in anyways, you'll, you'll eventually get to the part that you hear it, but yeah, you can send it at any point. It's not a big deal. So, so my girlfriend, Linny, which is, I don't think I've heard that name, but I really like that, L-I-N-N-I-E. Linny, I like it. I like, I like it too, yeah. Our friends and I like to go hiking. Okay. We were going to go to a new trail today. One of our friend's phones got broken. So he doesn't have GPS or anything, so he followed me. When we left, I realized I kept getting too far ahead of him, so I put my car in eco mode, and this is the conversation that followed. Me. I forgot I have to put my car in eco whenever someone's following us because I always lose them. Linny, that's because you drive like me, finishing her sentence, the like the wind, wind blows. blows. Yeah. <laughs> but wait. But wait. Okay. Another conversation happened on the trail. I live in Alaska, which is very cool. That's very cool. So most of our trails have a lot of ups and downs to them, and sometimes this really kills my knees, which I'm you know, I'm sure you know where this is going. <laughs> so this conversation happened on the way back. <laughs> me. When we're done with this, I'm going to have knees like Denise. <laughs> Lenny laughs and turns at me looking confused and says, what does that mean? <laughs> me. I won't have any. <laughs> He says, I thought you guys might enjoy these little conversations as much as I did. I promise they actually happened. Keep up the good work. Well, yeah, thank you. I, the the drive like the wind blows, that's that's also a great nod to um, the thing and Wes for including it in all the descriptions. But yeah, now... 
That's that's really good. I like it. And then the no knees, the knees thing cracks me up because it's like she would have no idea. Like it's such a no, tiny no bit of six. Like it's so minuscule and meaningless. Like it only means something to us because we've talked about it so much. <laughs> what I love, you know, a lot of us, including you and I, and a lot of people I'm sure listen to this podcast, use quotes from the movies and everything. So life. much. You know, I live so life, much. a mile at a time, ride or die, all that different stuff. We got nothing but time. We use nothing but time all the time. Nothing but time. Yeah. I love that in some corners of the world now, nonsense from this show is now blending into the world of the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> that no niece Denise, like, I'm sure there are probably people who like the movies who, like, that was an in-joke for, but, like, we had watched it, like, three times or whatever before we talked about it. Like, I feel like yes. for a lot of people, they either never thought about it or they, like, laughed at it or they never heard it or whatever. You even could have missed it. It's a quick, it's a quick yeah. passing. So, like... <laughs> like, that and Driving Like the Wind Blows. If we do nothing else on this planet, the fact that those are now getting out there into the world... And Ben, you are doing the Lord's work in just, God bless your girlfriend for staying with you, even though, like, I'm sure she has no idea what you're talking about, but man, oh man, that's good. It's a great relationship. It's something, like, Rachel and I have. Like, I just talk in nonsense to Rachel all the time. She just, like, just ignores me. It's great, though. Shout out, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. She's down. Does Rachel listen? She doesn't listen, right? No, not at all. Next email, also from Ben. This was right after he pledged on Patreon. Okay. Subject line, finally caught up. Oh, damn. So he caught up quick. What was the time yeah, difference this, between these two what emails? Was the time difference? Is what I the time know. difference was two days. We did four or five episodes in two days. <laughs> wow, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. lot. Yeah. Uh, so he sent the car picture in, which uh, we will do later. Okay. Because we're going to. Um, I think. I think he did. Hold on. Let me. Let me actually see what these are. Oh yeah. No, this is not. A, okay. Yeah. Right. 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 Okay. okay. I'll show you this. It's not. We're not. We're not actually guessing the game. I can show these car pictures. Okay. Hey guys, I finally caught up. I'm going to try and stay up to date with the episodes and sending emails. I have little stories and things that I could just go on about with these movies. Cool. Always happy to listen go to you. Always it. happy to talk about them and be a part of. Welcome you weekly into our, or every episode into our little family. Amen. When Tokyo Drift came out, my older brother saw it before I did. And one day, while we were hanging out in high school, he randomly asked me what DK stood for. I thought he was nuts because it was such a weird question. I honestly answered Donkey Kong. He laughed at me and told me to watch Tokyo Drift. Now, every time I watch it, I get a good laugh for that part. I know this movie isn't a huge favorite, but I love it. It's well, a favorite of ours. We love exactly. it. Exactly. We love it. Yeah. I have to thank you guys for talking about Los Bandoleros because I never knew it existed. And when I found that, I got really excited there was something Fast and Furious related I had never seen. So I hope when we get to that part of this episode, we do it proud. We do, we do you proud. We do it justice. Yeah. Because we had never seen I didn't see it till today, so go ahead. He says, my only complaint about it was how short it was. I want to see more of that team together. Honestly, it might just be I want to see more of Han, which also we'll true. get to that. Keep your mouth shut over there for now. Yep. He says, you guys don't have to guess what car this is, but I just thought you might think it's cool. This is a guy who lives up here in Alaska. I love that no matter where you go, you can find fast fans. So we sent three Somebody, pictures. Let me see them. I, I didn't get them yet. Yep. Oh, it's Brian Skyline. It's Brian. Well, it looks kind of like it, right? Like it's. I, I'm sure it's mm-hmm. a modeled after it. It's got like Tuner Empire on the on the on the windshield. Sparko. Yeah, he has like a lot of the same Brian stickers from the first one too. That's dedication. That's cool. That's a cool car. It's very cool, and it's a GTR, so it is. A, it's it's an American Skyline. Yeah, it's it's a, definitely an ode to Brian. So now, Joe, you're gonna like this next part. Also, I know a lot of guests on the podcast pick American Muscle, but I have to go with imports. Ooh. I like it. I love and respect muscle cars for what they are and would never turn down owning one, but I always find myself going for imports. 
they're more fun. I, it's it's practicality, more fun to drive. Like, yeah, I think so. I agree. I, Jake just sent us a message on Facebook, and he said the same thing. And I'm just like, they're modern, right? You get like all the convenient. You get CarPlay. You get like all this wacky fun stuff, right? So here's what here's what I'm thinking. This this might be a weird kind of. It might not be true, but here's kind of a not a divide, but like the people I'm finding to be guests on the show are people who are sort of fans of, I guess, more movies. I think. Yes. And people that I know, I don't really know a lot of car guys, really. And yeah, I feel like the people fair. who listen to the show are more into the movies because of the cars. So I would guess, this might not be right, this might not might carry not be through true. Correctly, we don't know yet, yeah. But, if I had to guess, I would guess that maybe listeners are more into imports because of the whole car element of it. Like, from afar, I think, American Muscle looks cooler, but then once you actually know what's under the hood, yes, it's a different story. Maybe. That's a good point. I didn't think about that, but you're probably right. And and like, there's a lot more tuners in these movies than there are muscle cars. So if you're mm-hmm. like a fan of these movies, you'd probably be a fan of tuners, right? Yeah. Ben says, I love the Fast and the Furious minute. Whenever you play the audio, I can picture what's happening in the movie. That's Which, cool. That's the point. Yeah, a that's, lot of I, us. That's... Have, a lot of us have seen it a lot of times. Yeah. As soon as you hear the like the music, you could just. I can close my eyes and see it, too. That's it for this email. I can't wait for the next episode. Well, Ben, thank you for writing in those couple emails. Thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon. Thank you, yeah. Glad that you like what we're doing. Hope you get your stickers the soon. You're going to get your stickers, right? Yeah, they are on the, they're literally on the way. They got shipped out today. So however long it takes to get from New Jersey to Alaska, uh, a week maybe? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I had to Google... You need extra postage to go to uh, to go to Alaska. I don't and it think says, so, right? It used to a long time ago. Apparently, you used to, and then they switched it, and you don't. But it's, apparently, if you ship a package, bonkers expensive. Okay. Well, this was just some stickers. A so. letter, first class letter, or whatever, just a regular stamp. Cool. Next email from Wells Lamont. Subject line: I ain't no ten second bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like Missy Elliott. Like, you're not like a one a minute man. No? Yeah, I guess so. No 10-second bitch. <laughs> Starts out, shout out to Joey L. He reads a hell of an email. Thank he gets you. it. Yay, it's all him. Man, I'm not reading. He's reading them out loud. He's doing good. I agree. He says, so I'm all caught up on the episodes, and I'm not going to lie. I've doubled up on a few. Whew. You've doubled is... up on a few? How? Why? <laughs> Just listening again. He says, it's weird having to wait for new episodes like the rest of the peasants. And then he does the uh, laughing, sweating, you know, nervously laughing emoji. <laughs> He says, real quick, I don't think Vince necessarily beat up P-Walks in the first one, like Joe too had recently mentioned in a previous episode. Thought it was Aww. fairly even, or maybe Brian may have even gotten the upper hand. Maybe one day we'll Google the official WBO boxing rules and score it. <laughs> I'm down to bet on it. If we do that, not money, something cool, we'll figure it out later. That's also something I learned from following Wells on, on Twitter. Dude loves to bet on sports, and I am into that. Like I think I'm, that's... I'm into it too. I, I follow yep. him now too, and I love that he's like, and I love that he just like claps back at like random sports at accounts. players at team <laughs> at teams. Yeah, I love it. It's it's totally up my alley. I follow a lot of the sports guys. You know that I watch a lot of sports, so I'm about it. I'm not, I'm not as big as an NBA fan as as Wells is because I didn't grow up with an NBA team, so I never had one. I've you know I, I watch the finals and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's comforting to know that he's a big sports guy too. So my condolences to you on the Warriors loss. Although I've Amen. not watched basketball, like I've never watched basketball where the Raptors were good. So this is all. It was very weird. Yeah, it was very strange. We watched the, I mean, we watched the finals. We were watching those games. I talked to Jake about it. A lot of my friends, Sports Campbell, I can't because I'm a degenerate. 
and like I can't open that window for myself. Like if it if it became legal around me, I would probably bet a couple games a day. Even it's like legal here, r- random baseball and shit. But don't you have to go mm-hmm. to the casino? You have to go to the casino, right? No, you can do it on the app. Oh fuck, dude, that would be so dangerous for me. So it's not legal in New York City, but it's legal in New Jersey or not, maybe not New York State or whatever. So my friend who's on Tub Talk, one of the hosts of Tub Talk, he bets and he can't bet from work. He has to, he has to, go, he has to basically be at home oh, to bet. So like, yeah, because he's in New York. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that makes sense. But yeah, so That's yeah, sports cool. betting, legal in casinos and you know horse parks and whatever, and then also horse tracks and also DraftKings, FanDuel, all that sort of stuff. Damn, that's awesome. Well says, so let me give you my busy spiel on In-N-Out. Ooh, more burger oh. talk. Okay, let's go. If you did not listen to the last episode, the burger argument continued. Wes wrote an entire treaty on treatise, I guess, on burgers <laughs> in Austin, which I added some commentary to. Yes. But it's the In-N-Out versus Whataburger, which I feel like have never been rivals until now. They have been rivals. They're rivals, my friend, they're rivals against my, at least in my friend circle. Maybe they're rivals in Austin, I guess, because that's sort of, you know, when In-N-Out moved in and people lost their mind. In our friend circle, In-N-Out versus Whataburger is big. I'm only going to touch on the fry thing because I'm on the minority on this one. Most people don't like them. Talk about In-N-Out's fries. We talked about this, yeah. If you go through the drive-thru, there's a huge window where you can see the workers grab a whole potato out of a basket, put it through the slicer, drop it in the oil, take it out of the fryer, put it in your fry boat, and place it gently in your bag. Or a box if you're eating in the car. They yeah. give you a couple options. Yeah, they do. They take care of you. Uh, that's they're you can't fresh get fresher fries. than that. But if it's you know maybe it needs salt, maybe it needs crispiness. I don't know. Well done. I took this is not, I guess it's a little bit of extracurricular, but I took a work trip to uh, D.C. and that's on the way back at the train station in Union Station in D.C. Shake Shack. We went, there's a food court. No, I got uh, Chick Fil A. Oh. And I've never had good Chick Fil A fries, and this were finally good Chick Fil A fries because they were the saltiest French fries I've ever eaten. Like, I, I, I always add salt to them. Just add salt to them, bro. I know, but the, these were like, this was like, they were salted when they were hot. Like, it was like, it, like the salt was like adhered to it. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Il Boche. Okay. <laughs> I love Chick-fil-A too. Go ahead. Quick In-N-Out story. Before we met each other, one of my good friends was, was with his homies at In-N-Out and shit popped off and these savage buff Bagwell kids from one of the richest parts of the Bay Area pulled up deep as hell and whooped them all for talking wow. shit to their friend who was at In-N-Out. Woo. Wow. Do you, how do you even fight an in and out How can you be angry there? I don't understand. I don't know. I High know. school, I guess. I'm guessing. Dude got on his phone and called all these yoked-up rich kids, and 20 minutes later, they pulled up in big-ass trucks. They were from Blackhawk. It's like a mini Beverly Hills. Mm. This was in this was in 02. Okay. I heard this tale sometime after it happened while I was in high school. Fast forward to 2007, I become friends with this dude, and however long later, I pull up to in and out in San Ramon, and he says, damn, I haven't been here since we got in that huge fight. I may have smoked a joint, but I put two and two together real quick, and my mind was blown. <laughs> it was him. He was one of the kids from the mythical tale of a famous In-N-Out beatdown that I'd heard of five <laughs> years before. He told me all about it, and it was a fucking adventure. They got beat up good, and he puts laughing emojis. <laughs> it's like the, the St. In-N-Out's Day Massacre or something. Like, yeah. what the fuck happened? <laughs> he says, now for the actual business, beginning of the first one is definitely Dodger Stadium. I didn't know this until after I went to a Dodgers game, and I can see it's the stadium as in the background as he's creeping up 110 miles an hour. Yeah. I was in L.A. last year for work, and I was able to get a $6 ticket, and Kershaw was on the mound, which, whew, Damn. That Good is a shit. bargain to see Clayton Kershaw twirl his magic. Yeah. Now, although, I am all about, you know, I'm all about Walker Buehler now, so he's he's my main guy over in uh, in Dodger Town. Dodger dogs are completely overrated, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. They're just, like, they're cheap. What are I they? think they're cheap, but they're just, it's a hot dog. It's like a regular hot How dog. How much are they? I don't remember. I went to a Dodger game in s- seven years ago. Okay. 
Anyway, random baseball stadium in the movie trivia, Angels in the Outfield was filmed at the Oakland Coliseum, where my A's play. Ah. And not in Anaheim, where the then-California Angels played. I think they switched up the seats to red for the movie. Ah. He says, I'm about to run through one to eight this next week, so we will talk soon. So, Wells, enjoy those movies. Enjoy, if you go back to In-N-Out, enjoy that beatdown. Hopefully you don't get a beatdown. Yeah, hopefully you don't get beatdown. What was that? That was a terrible recommendation. Maybe enjoy the memory of the beatdown. How about that? Because, I mean, that's crazy. Because he wasn't there, too, right? To hear, no, no, because he heard, to hear a story and then to become friends with someone who was part of that story. Like, that's crazy. It is. That's, that's like, my favorite kind of story. I went to a concert once when I was in college, like, when I was in high school. I went to Summer Jam by myself because, you know, I didn't really have any friends that wanted to go to Summer Jam with me. And then I was in college, and I was talking to this kid, and we were talking about it. I was like, oh, yeah, something I went to Summer Jam. And he was like, me too. And then we realized that, like, we had met, like, our friend, like, some kid that I met in the stands, he was mm-hmm. with them, but he was just really fucked up. And I was like oh shit you were standing like exactly where i was and he was like yeah i was like you're that other kid and he's like you're that other kid and it was like a great revelation that we were like we actually watched it in the same row next to each other and didn't know that yeah life is you know it's a small world sometimes joe it's a very fucking small world sometimes yeah so we have two more emails i'm gonna skip the next one now because it's the longest one we're gonna get back to wes's Last email, or the last email, that the most recent one that we got, the next email okay. I'm going to read, from Nick Burris, who's been messaging us on Facebook as well. Cool. Hi, Nick. Hey, guys. First of all, I've never got hijacked yet. Thank Good. God. Good job. Thank God. But only delivering chicken and other food. I mean, you know, people steal anything. Yeah, dude. People steal all kinds of shit. If you were, if you were delivering formula or Tide, I'd be really scared, because people steal that shit all the time. And then kids eat Tide Pods. Then kids eat, uh, yeah, exactly, the forbidden fruit. Nick's also got them, some thoughts about the burgers. He says, touch on the burger topic. Wow, everybody, okay, burger talk it is. <laughs> Let's burger go. talk it is. Too fast, too burger. <laughs> I was able to try Whataburger when I was in orientation for a job in Texas. Not bad. Went with a different company, and they're still in Texas. Tried In-N-Out. Definitely better than Whataburger, at least that one. Amen. Thank you. Nick's on my side. Savage. In and out so much better. It's it's a, oh yeah, thank you. Savage. And you know what you know what's fucked about this conversation is that people are like what a burger dependent. They're like, oh no, you can't go to the one on like the corner of fifth and fourth. Like that one sucks. Go to the other. every in and out's good. Every single one is consistently good. They're consistent. I don't know. I would say they're consistently good, but that's neither they, here nor there. Okay, fine, whatever. That is actually crazy. Like, if you ever think about how there's McDonald's everywhere and they all, the food all tastes the same, like that's amazing yes, and also it's, it's terrifying. It's scientifically mind blowing to me. Like as a scientist, I'm like, how the fuck does that happen? Like it has to be like so rigid for it to all and like in different countries too. Like if you eat in an, if you eat McDonald's fries in Italy, they taste the exact same. You know, yep. like it's mm-hmm. frightening. Well, they probably source the potatoes from the same like farms in idaho i know just... I, I think it's way more voodoo magic than sourcing right. the same potatoes i don't think they're shipping potatoes over i think they use local potatoes and like okay it's all the bullshit that makes them taste the same uh nick says but now i love the cookout that's in north carolina and southern very good for a chain do you know the cookout joe no and i was in north carolina what a year or two ago but no i don't know what the cookout is so the cookout is it's like there's just it's burgers and hot dogs and stuff and like you basically i think like you kind of get like a whole tray of food like it's like it's like a sort of southern style like it's you, cheap. You, it's really you're cheap. supposed to order a tray of food. Is that what you're saying? I think you can because like everything's like wildly cheap, but it's pretty good. Like I had it once when I was driving back from somewhere. Okay. Oh, well, when I was driving back from Austin, I moved back here because I had my cat with me. That's cool. It was if it was around here, I would definitely go more. But yeah. Okay. 
I'll have to check it out next time I'm there. Go ahead. He says, one more note, P.F. Chang's is awesome. And if you I like crab, try the crab wontons. They're so good. They are good. And Rachel orders crab wontons everywhere. Nick says, I'm also a fan of Maguire's products. And I did notice a banner ad in a Too Fast, Too Furious on the stands at Barstow. So I guess this whole Maguire's is like a through line. So we'll have to get to that when we get to the minute for in Too Fast, Too Furious. 15 years. <laughs> In 15 yeah. years. Because Tanya's mentioned about... Oh, this is... Remember, we asked who Tanya was. He yes. says, Tanya's mentioned that 44 minutes to go in the movie right after the Rat Club scene. I'll have to get back to you on my rankings. It's hard when you like them all. True, I, true, agree. true. It's very hard for us, yeah. Happy to hear John Cena's joining the family. I liked him as a wrestler and his commitment to service members and veterans. Plus, since you're doing the Chain special and mentioned Chain Gang... That's one of John Cena's songs he did as a rapper. Yep. He's pretty good. Only one album that I know of. I don't even, I don't think I knew he was a rapper. Did you? Yes. Yeah. I knew he was a rapper. And um, also John Cena is really dope. Did you, did you see the article? I might've sent it to you a couple like weeks or months ago where like John Cena has like completed more make-a-wishes than like anybody else in history by like a oh, that's lot. that's awesome. Yeah. Like he does like a ton of make-a-wish for kids. So like he's like leader of all time completing make-wishes so like yeah he's a good guy too i've never met him or anything but like you can't be a dickhole and doing like 500 make-wishes or something right like, well john cena we're coming for you when this podcast gets big enough that kids start make-wishing us 100 percent completion rate <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly if they want to if they want to come and that would be the how... saddest make-a-wish oh boy <laughs> oh god it'll be so boring for them poor kids nick says since tool time man tim allen's real name is tim dick Yes, I knew this, because I just looked it up because he got busted for cocaine. Remember we were talking about this? He was I was reading his one book, didn't mention the coke problem, but maybe another reason besides Hollywood that changed his name. Either way, big Tim Allen fan is a huge car fan, too. Yeah, yeah, he was a big car fan. Since Back to the Fast and Furious, I've been playing the new game, actually pretty fun. The phone game? I'm guessing. And I have many podcasts I listen to. I actually started listening to Cage Club today, fan of Nick, too. Oh, very cool. Awesome. You got a little you got a little crossover fan. Who doesn't there. love Nick Cage? Of course. Thank you I for mean, listening to that, Nick. And I also saw that Nick liked uh, the Cage Club Podcast Network on Facebook too, so cool. Shout out Nick over there. He says one more thing to mention after rewatching Too Fast, I think Suki might be bisexual. That's what we think too. We definitely think so. She's at least bisexual if she's not fully gay, yeah. He says in the beginning when Luda asks when she's gonna pop his clutch, she says, as we all know, when you get the right set of tools, mm-hmm. but at the end of the race when she smashed her front end after the jump, Luda comes again and asks her to bring the car to the garage. So they fix up her front end. And she says, be careful, maybe I will. And Luda goes, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, talked about two two more than the third movie. Well, I think the dad was wrong. Damn. Even though he should have... Oh, no, wait, no, no, I'm right. That's that's good for me. Right? Go ahead. Yeah. I don't know. I'm on team dad is wrong. Right. Okay. Whew. <laughs> I just got... I'm just so used to losing this argument that I... <laughs> two in a row on my side. He says, even though I should have known, being in the military, we'll keep up the awesome job, Nick. Well, we'll keep doing it. And thank you for writing in. I'm glad you never got carjacked. I like your stories. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Cage Club. Again, like, you know, we were saying that if you have caught up on these, Joe and I have like 60 more podcasts you can listen to, but I've got another like 450 <laughs> podcasts you can God listen to or something damn. like that. Yeah. Like Cage and Keanu and Shia and Cinemakers, which is like all the different directors and just poke around cageclub.me. If you listen to the episode 1000, which is, you know, three hours long. You can sort of get a sense of all the shows. That was a really good, like, hors d'oeuvre set, right? That was the point. I didn't realize that was the point when I made it. I just sort of want to do, like, a, hey, what do you think is coming next or whatever. But then as I did it, I was like, oh, this is actually going to – a taster, teaser taster. It was a teaser taster because, like, all of us, as you would hear, like, that's what we sound like, so – Yep. That's what we're. That's what we're our. That's our personalities. It was very real, and mm-hmm. and we also we'd been drinking, so like it was very maximized. So mm-hmm. 
All right, last email from Wes. Four Fast, Four Furious, Turbo Bandoleros Prelude. What up, fam? What's up, Wes? Hopefully this makes it to you before you record Los Bandoleros, but if not, I'll keep it for the Fast and Furious episode. And no, it did. Here you are. Yep. Here we are. He says, are. Dan was a fun guest, and he had a lot of good commentary on Tokyo Drift. I hope he's not too disappointed with F8 when he eventually watches it, but like I've always said, even a bad Fast and Furious movie is better than most other movies. That's exactly what Joey says, we, and we agree with you. I agree with you, at least, too. Wes says, sorry for the painfully long mailbag last week. I'll be more careful with what I send to the podcast from now on. <laughs> well, you just started a burger riot here, Wes. I know. Like, it was... A... <laughs> it's burger time. You it's know, like burger that time game. now, Burger man. time. Yeah, we're going to have this through line. Since you guys watched Tokyo Drift, you know I had a lot of thoughts on it this time, but at least this week, it's mostly Fast and Furious related. Here are my new episode observations. Go for it. Excellent work on the stickers. I already emailed Joey about them, but they turned out great. Good job, Joe. You really killed it in the, quote, telling Joey what to do department. <laughs> Thank you. I thought that it came. It was exactly what I had imagined in my head when we first started this. So I'm glad that they came out good. And Joey obviously did all the work and accomplished it. Regarding my burger email, you're 100% right. I got about 30 minutes into the episode of my drive to work and sent that before listening to the rest. Also, I like that you described my thing with not wanting to eat as my heel turn. I'm ready for my second act on this podcast. <laughs> He's soylent over here. Fuck. Joe, I agree with needing to have different tiers for ranking things. My suggestions were definitely a different tier than In-N-Out or Whataburger, but my argument yep. was just that there are better local fast food burgers than either place here, and I'm sure that's true of most cities. Very true. I agree. My favorite big chain fast food burger is probably White Castle, which I learned recently, I think, is like regional to the northeast, maybe? Yeah, it's like Detroit, some of New York. It's here, too. I know it's here, because I, you know, it did is? one 10 minutes for me, yeah. White Castle is like, what, I, I think White Castle's low tier for me, so. It's it's a different thing altogether. I, I, like, I love it yeah. for what it is, but when I think... Like I don't think I want a burger. I'm gonna go white. I'm gonna get White Castle. Same, I think same. I'm gonna get exactly. White Castle. Uh, yeah, and like sometimes I'm like I want White Castle, and White Castle is a different thing. I fed Rachel White Castle one time, and she was just like not about it. But there's like what, that one in New York City. Do you know what I'm talking about? There's two places in New Jersey called White Mana. One with two N's in Mana. One with one M with one N M A N A or M A N N A. Two different places. Two different owners. That Weird. both do the White Castle thing. It's the steamed burger, onions on top, cheese, all that sort of stuff. So that's like I think possibly a, happened before White Castle, or it's like around know. the same time. Like it's it's this like very old thing. There's a big steamed cheeseburger wave in Connecticut too that like Matt tried to put me on one time, and I was just like stop. And just, like, I ate one, and I was like, I see that this is a steamed cheeseburger, and that's where this ends. <laughs> like, I was done with it. He says, but we don't have them here, that White Castle, yeah. so we only get to eat it when we visit friends back east. He says, don't come at me with the frozen White Castle burgers in the grocery store either. It's not the same They're thing. They're garbage compared to the real thing. Agreed. Yeah, I agree, too. Joey, I had no idea there were Torchies with drive throughs I've only been to, like, three of their locations, though. Torchies usually take so long in the store... That I can't imagine sitting in the drive through for it. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Yes. I thought I had talked to you guys about my Rock Band guitars and love of the series. I thought I you know did we, too. we talked about Rock Band, but I don't remember t- hearing about the painted the guitar. guitars. I think I did. I, I remember it. I, I vaguely remember it. Well, we have officially hit the 150 email mark in my inbox. And in this inbox, the family at cageclub.me inbox. So there's awesome. probably a lot of things that I don't remember. So True. apologies. Yeah. He says, but if not, I posted some pictures on my Instagram a while back. Here's my first one and my second one. So I'm going to put these links in here, Joe. They're both purpley, which I think is oh, very like cool. The very second, one's, the second one's very, very cool. It has a step-by-step on how to how to do it, which is very cool. That is very cool. 
I like how Prince it is. It looks very Prince to me. So yep. that's the first mm-hmm. one. Yeah, the purple one looks very, very Purple Rain. He says, we used to play a lot, but now it's just an occasional party game for us. I'm not big on karaoke, but I love playing rock band. Any instrument of singing, it doesn't matter. Me too. I don't like karaoke, Rachel but I like loves this. It. I have a whole set in my basement that was Zach's that she and Zach wanted to play. I was never a big rock bander, so I just never got into it. I don't know why. I can't sing, but I can rock band sing. Like, I can sort of break the system and I can sing well like that. I also don't really play rock band by myself much, but every, maybe three or four times a year, Chris Podcast, who's on our Tokyo Drift episode a couple laps ago, he and some friends get together, they invite me over, we play rock band for like eight hours. And I've told you about that, and you said that that sounds like hell, but it's fun. No, I mean, do whatever you, like, makes you happy, right? But, like, for me personally, I'd be like, oh, God. I have to listen to these fuckers play rock band for eight hours. I'm not the person to invite, is what I'm saying. Wes says, now on to actual Fast and Furious-related content. I forgot to send in my first thoughts or memories from the series. I'll do the first three here and leave the rest for later episodes. This was the, uh, what's the first time you think of? Yeah, what's what's the first thing you think of? Yeah. The first movie is either this shiny green and gold metallic cover of the DVD that I've had since it came out in 2001. Ooh, that's a good point, yeah. Or the fight between Brian and Vince outside the market. No one likes to tune an asshole. Exactly. He says the moment when the song Watch Your Back by Benny Cassette kicks in just as Vince pushes Brian, that always sticks in my mind for some reason. The song is the worst example of early 2000s rap rock, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> watch your back. That's actually watch the, your, the minute. We're your, like we're one back. minute before that minute. That'll right be now. that'll either be minute six, six or seven. Or seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. But we're doing minute five a little bit later, so stay tuned for that. He says, for 2F2F, it's probably Roman driving and doing his weird wiggling middle finger, which, yeah, that sort of the The spinning... swirly middle finger? Yeah. yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, I, I can see it perfectly. He says, for Tokyo Drift, it's the one specific shot of Han after he gives Sean his car to drift at that first race. Everyone crowds onto the elevators to go up to the top of the parking structure. Then after it's cleared out, Han steps onto an empty elevator and pops a chip into his mouth like he could not give a shit about what's going on, which he doesn't, I think is yeah. exactly a summation. He doesn't care. No, he doesn't. He wanted to fuck the system up. He just wanted mm-hmm. chaos. It's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. great. I agree. He is the Joker of this universe. Yes, he is. Listening to you guys wonder why the chain wasn't in Tokyo Drift made me think about how watching this movie after knowing what happens in the rest of the movies is simultaneously interesting and frustrating because they had no idea where Han's character was going to go. They didn't, yeah. You have to retroactively make his decisions in this movie fit his character arc from the later movies. I'm positive fans of the series have put way more thought into his actions than anyone involved in this movie did at the time. True. In my head, Han's still grieving, but he hides it well. That's why, even though he surrounds himself with people, he's always a little aloof and disconnected. He sees Sean as a kindred spirit in need of a little guidance, which is why they connect so quickly. The scene with him doing donuts around the women and getting their number is more of a demonstration of what his philosophy can do. Ah. Sean asks, if you don't drift to win, what do you drift for? Drifts for the allure and intrigue. He's not really interested in those women, and I think he knows Sean isn't either. It's just a performance. Fair. That's a really good take on it. Han does seem kind of aloof. Like, he's, like, with a lot of girls, and he, like, is with them, and they like him, but he doesn't seem like he's interested in any of them, right? Like, in this movie. So it does fit the, like, kind of grieving. He wants to be, he wants to have pretty girls around, but he's not, like, trying to date any of them or anything, so. Maybe, you know, I'm glad that he comes comes back because he's awesome, and I want to have him back in the movies, but, like, if he was only in this one, he could be one of those characters that were, like, oh, maybe he's gay. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but he's not. Once the backstory is fleshed in, and we know that he's with Giselle, we know that's not true. But it does feel a little bit like it does when you're watching this movie without knowing what's coming. It's a little strange, I guess, that he's not actively partaking in a lot of the debauchery. He's sort of like kind yes. of overseeing it a little bit. 
Yeah, it just happens around him. He, like, wants to be in it, but he doesn't want to be involved in it. By the way, the chain wasn't even a plot device when this movie was made, so it wouldn't have made sense to include it at this point, but it will all make sense how Sean ended up with it later on. So he knows? Okay. No, because Jason Statham had it, didn't he? And he, like, threw it in the car or whatever? He saw it? I don't don't remember. remember, We'll find out. I don't remember. Speaking of timeline issues, I actually had two tabs open on my computer about the timeline before listening to this episode. One is the timeline page from the wiki, and the other is a thread from the wiki, with a couple of users arguing about issues assigning the timelines of specific movies. It's tough, because there are a couple other things that really establish a timeline for any of the movies, like Letty's tombstone saying she died May 30th, 2009, yes. and a few things that hint at the passage of time, like pregnancies and the age of babies, but none of those things really agree, and it's mostly guesswork anyway. Yeah. Best guess, I'd say Tokyo Drift is at least two years after Fast and Furious 6 because of Jack's age. He's not even one at the end of 6, but in the beginning of Furious 7, he's at least two or three. Some dialogue about Deckard Shaw puts Furious 7, and therefore Tokyo Drift, in 2014. But if you look at Dom's kid's age, this all falls apart because Elena would have been pregnant at the end of 6, around 2011. Yeah. Samo only had a six-month-old, six-month-to-one-year-old in the Fate of the Furious at least three years later. I did a quick calculation, and Dom's son would have had to be at least nine months old during Furious 7. I always assumed Elena was pregnant when Deckard attacks the DSS mm. headquarters, but it's possible baby Brian was already born. They never mentioned it, but they also never specifically said she didn't have a kid, so who knows? Basically, who knows? the Fast and Furious universe operates under comic book time, which is fine by me. Fine by me, too. I also think that, and I think we've sort of said this, I don't know if we said it explicitly or just sort of hinted at it, but I think with each movie, things become a little bit more clear. But I don't think at any point in these early movies, they really knew how big things were going to get. No. And so I think that they weren't necessarily concerned with things lining up as much as they were just telling a story. Yep, I agree. They didn't really know where it was going to go. Joey, I'm glad you got someone else on your side for the Sean's dad debate. And now I got another one, baby. We got three. Even if his reasoning was different and more logical than yours. Shut up, Wes. Enough with the heel turn. (laughs) I know he's just quoting you, but still, enough. Love you, Wes. Just kidding. I think Dan's reasoning points more towards Sean's dad being forgetful and kind of a mess, which tracks with the rest of his character, not just a totally uninterested asshole, in parentheses, borderline sociopath, which is what you were proposing. Yes. I guess we'll just have to agree to disagree. Maybe that should be a new segment on the podcast, all the disagreements that have been unearthed. Well, we've got <laughs> GIF versus GIF. We've got Whataburger versus In-N-Out. We've got Sean's dad versus Sean's mom. I think those are the only three so far. No knees to knees. <laughs> well, that's like, not really a disagreement. I mean, we just don't have a consensus. Yeah, that's true. He says, that's it for this week. I'll include a car picture next time for the F4 episode. Until next time, stay furious. Well, thank drive you, Wes like, and Wells like and Nick and Ben for writing in. Thank you. Email family at cageclub.me. We'll read if it. If you haven't sent in your rankings, do that. If you want to share with us the thing you think of first when you think of a movie, send that. that in. If you just want to say hi, if you want to ask questions, we're here, family at cageclub.me. Yes. Before we talk about Los Bandoleros, time for the Fast and Furious Minute. So now the big change before we get to the new minute okay. is that right. if you are a patron on Patreon yes, and you have access to the Fast and Furious Minute document, you will see that we have completely redone it. It actually looks it looks good now. To be honest, yeah, Joey came up with a great idea on how to like organize it. It's minute mm-hmm. by minute, and then it's broken down into different. You know, you got plot, clothing, dialogue, cars, signs, music, and there's like we put lots of links in there. And also, I formatted it so that if you open up outline mode, you can jump to any part, any subhead, very easily with a single click. So keep yeah, that in great. mind too. I agree. We also named. 
each minute. And I don't know if these Joey are... named them. So we're going to sort of go, so for right now, minute one, our journey begins. I think that's kind of a simple, yeah. then maybe we'll change that. But okay. our journey begins. Minute two, this was something that, based on what something you said, family meerkat style, because they're all meerkatting out of the top yeah. of the cars. Yeah, true. Minute three, the first heist. Yeah. Minute four, quote, everyone meet Brian, which is not from this movie, but it's when we meet Brian. And also, remember at the end of eight, when Dom's holding baby Brian, everyone says, meet everyone Brian. meet Brian. Yeah. And then minute five, the one we're going to talk about tonight, I'll have the tuna, no crust. It's perfect. It's a great title. That was a good one. We hit the room, me and my crew, and it was cool until we bumped into you. Now it's been years, but there you were like a Mustang. Redlining every single gear with a man at dance like he was born in 49, but lost his groove. Back in ancient times, I want to know what those replacement hips. Is that a swatch watch? Do you know what time it is? So this is another, for the, I want to say, second one in a row, kind of a perfect minute. This is a great minute. I I do think maybe four was, like, more perfect, but five is great, because we get, what do we get? We get Mia. We get Mia, but we have Brian leaving from his, his test driving. Another shot of L.A. Mm-hmm. See, for the first time, Toretto's Marketing Cafe. We see inside the Marketing Cafe. We have the yes. whole tuna conversation. Yes. Mia turns to walk away to make the sandwich. Minute ends. Like, it's a perfect look at the beginning of their relationship. It also, considering what we're going to talk about on Los Bandoleros at the end of this episode, I think seeing the love here, even if it's not love yet, and then at the end of Bandoleros, again, not getting ahead of ourselves, but seeing the love between Dom and Letty, I think the two together sort of fit really well in this episode. Yes. I think that they matched really, really well. I agree. Picked up two new stickers on Brian's car. He has a G okay. Ready sticker and an Axis sticker that I couldn't see before, but in the, you know, from a different angle and a different profile, I saw those. Then, oh, so he puts the car away. He picks up hit the Racer's Edge truck, which I can't read the side of it. We will, we'll see it later, I think. There's, I it think says we're something basically it. Racer's Edge, like I think probably the high performance. Phone I think it's high performance parts because that's the thing, and then there's a phone number, but like, I didn't get any of those yet. I just know that it's says Racer's Edge. Like, because like, the tagline on the Racer's Edge building is high performance parts underneath it and that's a 1999 ford f-150 svt lightning it's red mm-hmm. as brian pulls around the corner he passes a 1978 buick skylark with the license plate 100 vyi and i added in here i'm gonna take out here but every time i see buick skylark i think of only one thing and one thing only i think of mona lisa vito in my cousin Vinny. Talking about the Buick Skylark? Yes. The 64 Skylark had a regular differential, which anyone who's been stuck in the mud in Alabama knows you step on the gas, one tire spins, the other tire does nothing. And so just whenever I hear Buick Skylark, I just think of that scene. I wonder if it's a 78 Buick Skylark and that was a little nod to my cousin Vinny. Maybe? I don't know. We're thinking it's just, you know... It was mint green or something. Wasn't street. that part of the yeah. thing? Yep, mint green. This was just a, a dirty, dirty brown, but yeah. Yeah. I don't think so, so maybe not. My, my love for my cousin Vinny. Before we get to the signs and stuff, the music continues. It's still a song Deep Enough by Liv, or by Live, I'm not sure. 
Um, but it's yeah. a song with the the guitars that you're deep enough. This song, yeah. Uh, we also have I, I made a new thing for clothing. We got a lot of black in this. We got Brian in a black t-shirt, a plain black t-shirt, black jeans. We got me in a black tank top and black jeans, frayed at the top. So already from the beginning, they're matching. They're me. meant to be together. Me. They're matching me. They're also you. Yes. And then the dialogue, of course. You wanna you wanna pull a little you in my lifespan and act this out with me? Yeah, sure. You want to be Mia? You want to be Brian? Actually, I guess I'm Mia. I have to be Mia, because I'm, I'm Mia and you're Brian. Like, we already... That's fine. Tuna on white, no crust, right? I don't know. How is it? Every day for the last three weeks, you've been coming in here, and you've been asking me how the tuna is. Now, it was crappy yesterday. It was crappy the day before, and guess what? Hasn't changed. I'll have the tuna. No crust? No crust. Turn, end of minute. <laughs> scene. Did you do the face wipe over yourself as you did it, too? Of course. End scene. And <laughs> you just draw it down. <laughs> This is what I was looking forward to, that this what? was the, the sort of the mecca, you inside Toretto's Cafe, you know, pick, so what do you see? What, what, what I picked are they, up, I tried the to pick up as much me? as I could in this minute. You've given me new high resolution minutes, so mm-hmm. I can pick up a lot more on the counter. Animal crackers and cookies on Brian's side. I didn't yep. put this in the document yet. And I think the cookies are oatmeal raisin, and I think next to Mia, we got sugar cookies Ooh. in the container. I'm just saying, I, I remembered it. We got a drink cooler. There's a Coca-Cola sign on the drink cooler. Mm-hmm. Above that drink cooler... There's a Snyder's box. It's like Snyder's of um, Hanover. Hanover. the pretzels? Yeah, okay. the pretzels. They have like a box that are stored up there. Okay. There's a fuck ton of toilet paper on the one shelf. I don't know if you noticed it, but like the whole left top shelf up there is all toilet paper. Like okay. all of it. They got uh, like one of those swirly sunglass buying things. Sure. That, like okay. you don't really see anymore, but existed then. On the shelf, you have Cafe La Lave. I don't know how to say this. Probably La Llave. Cafe La Llave. La Llave, because I think the double L is like a Y, so like La Llave. La Llave, which is espresso coffee linked uh-huh. in the linked in the thing. And we got our first first shot of Chupa Chups on the counter here. Chupa Chups. Chupa Chups. I was a little, you know, I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to throw shade. Go ahead, go ahead. I was a little disappointed in you. What didn't I catch? There was something massive. That you missed. Oh, I think I, I think I might know what it is. Did I miss the Modelo sign on outside of Donald's? No, you missed the menu. They have a menu what? on the wall. I got the menu. The menu's here. I got what? it. What? You got it? I saw it, but I couldn't read it. Oh, that's why I downloaded the 4K version. Okay. <laughs> Good. Okay. So so what's on the menu? Read it to me, bro. So it's it's difficult because the numbers is very small. Like, I had to super, Yeah, it's super handwritten. Yeah, I get it. I couldn't... I didn't know that you could read it. Okay, I don't cool. think it's handwritten. I think it's the, like, those, like, pizzeria signs where it's, like, the white with, like, the lines. You have, like, the little red letters that sort of fit into the lines. Okay. You know what I mean? That might yeah, be a yeah. very specific New Jersey like the thing. Old but... school, like, the old school, you, like, pin the, the letters up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's sort of a Spanglish kind of board. And this, I'm pretty confident in the actual what they're selling, but the prices I'm not sure of. So we got Cafe Chocolate. I guess chocolate, Mocha? Maybe chocolate milk or Coca-Cola or something. Yeah. 220 for a yeah. small, unknown for a big. It's too, too blurry to read. Okay. They've got hot tea, which I think $1.60 for a small, $2 for a large. These are kind they of high prices. Milk, at the a time. dollar for a small, $1.50 for a large. Okay. Coke, Diet, 7-Up. Comma, comma, Coke, comma, diet, comma, seven up, which was the hardest one for me to read. A dollar for a small, dollar fifty for a large. They got three different kinds. It looks like a fresh juice. I can't tell what the juices are. Too small I'm, to read. I'm just gonna guess Too orange, blurry. grape, and cran. I'm, I'm just gonna, gonna guess apple, guess. orange, and like probably grape. Apple, orange, yeah. Apple, orange, and cran. Yeah, that makes sense. Expensive. Two fifty for a small, three fifty for a large. It's an expensive ash juice. Then there's a little bit of a break in the menu. Then they have a cafe brownie. So maybe like a you know a, a, I think these are the desserts. So they've got a brownie. 
a dollar twenty-five. They've got flan, dollar fifty, and they've got bread pudding, a dollar fifty. This is this doesn't make any sense. This pricing's all jacked. Hot chocolate two twenty for a small, but flan's a dollar fifty. It's supposed to be a baller ass hot chocolate. I guess so. I mean, who knows? I mean, I, it must be I, Ghirardelli, right, or something. Whew. Yeah, I guess. No, I totally missed it. Wow, you did. You know, great. I was looking. I was like, yo, you don't have it. I, I had to look and I had to super zoom in. And I had to, you know, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was doing the, I was trying to do everything I could to get the most accurate minute possible. So in the Fast and Furious Minute document, which is available on our Patreon, you can find out all the pricing, all the signs, all the stickers. Next minute, we're gonna meet probably Dom. We're gonna probably meet Vince. Yes. Brian's gonna eat that sandwich. Yeah. Come back next episode for minute six. Damn, dude, this document's gonna be so aggressive. It's ridiculous how in depth this is. <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah. If you ever want to know anything about and and think on a long enough timeline, we'll have one of these for every movie. <laughs> so yeah. scary. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I like it. All right. So now, time to talk Los Pandaleros. Yes, Los Pant Los Pantalones. So it's 20 minutes long. It's 17 minutes, really. It's not. It's, it's 17 tw- minutes. Yeah, it's not 20 minutes. It's 17, and then like credits are like three. Written and directed by Vin Diesel. Which is cool. It's also co-written by a guy who's basically done nothing else. Or he's been like a producer on some things. I think he's just maybe one of Vin's friends. I don't know. I'm going to have a real hot take here. Go ahead. This might be... I don't think it's my number one, because I just don't think there's enough here. This might be, though, my favorite Letty. Yeah. Like, no, Letty in this... Like, the fact that we... Had not done this before. We, we close sort of a, a lot disservice. of circles here, right? Don't we? We okay, do. We sure do. So two things here. Number one, the fact that we've never done this before, I feel like, is sort of... Not, like, this is not essential. Like, this is not... It's not essential. need to see. No. What's weird about this is that it came on the special edition DVD with Fast and Furious 4. I guess it was maybe... My guess, and I don't know, I couldn't find this online. You know, 4 opens with that heist. Han's yes. there. He's like, I might go to Tokyo, whatever. We know he doesn't go to Tokyo because we're up wherever else, right? Yeah. I wonder if this was, like, supposed to be part of Fast and Furious 4, and it got cut out, or Vin wanted it separately. He's like, I like, let me no, I think let me that work he with just, the characters. Like, he, yeah, I think he just wanted to, like, kind of write and direct his own little piece of it. Maybe this was, like, a trial for him getting more creative control or something. Very possible. This also might be around the time where he becomes a producer, you know what I mean? And yep. sort of has the more yeah. control, like you're saying. Considering how little, and we've said this a lot... Letty is in the movies, considering how important she is, but how little she's actually in the movies. Yes. This is huge, I think, for her character. And I was actually... Why? I was making a note. I just think that, like, literally in terms of time on screen, she's not as much as she should. There's also an entire movie where she's not good, and there's an entire movie where Dom is not with her. Yes. And I feel like there's not, for as important as their relationship is to these movies, we don't have a ton of Dom and Letty time. And I was That's writing true. while this was going on, and Dom's in the club, and I don't want to jump ahead, but you know, he's got his arms around two women, and I wrote down, where's Letty? And then she appeared at that moment. Exactly and then. I yeah, kind of lost my right mind. I, I yeah. kind of lost my mind. I just love the two of them here, and we'll talk about that, but I think, for a lot of different reasons, and I mean, it's, again, very small, 17-minute thing, she's probably only in like four or five minutes of it, I love this Letty. I also think, Cassie, if you've not seen this, knowing how much Cassie loves Letty. I think Cassie wrote in the last email that she, that she, she loved it. She said it was like one of her favorite things because she, because she loved the relationship of Dom and Letty in it. I think she did. Also, I didn't say it before, but shout out Cassie Wilson, shout out Jake Freer, and Ben Milliman for being our patrons at the at the five dollar tier and above. Shout out, thank you for supporting us. Obviously, part of the, yes. part of the perks. Joe, what are your what are your initial thoughts about Los Bandoleros? Did you so the first you thing like, I thought I, you you're sort of messaging me your your kind of live reactions as you were watching this, and you sort of 
it took a roller coaster of emotions. No, I, I really like it. I, it's not. It's definitely not essential. I really like it. And when I first started watching it, I was like, is this Vin's like social commentary? Because this has like a more social commentary kind of feel. The Fast and Furious are just fun, right? Like they, they never like say anything. But in this one, we see that they're like trying to steal the gas to like help the Dominican. And like if gas prices are high, they can't get milk and they can't get, you know what I mean? Like they're Robin Hooding this. You know, we always kind of knew that they were doing, but we've never seen it to this extent before. I was hung up on like the social commentary thing at the beginning and was thinking about how that plays out. The Santos, right? Because they have different names in this one. So there's Santos, who's Leo Santos, I think. And then there's... No, there's Tego, Leo and Santos. Tego and Santos, who also Dom calls Santo singular. Yes. So, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, he hands Dom a beer, and I was like, no, don't drink that. They're all poisoned. And then I was like, oh, no, this isn't now. <laughs> uh, um, Not a Corona. Also, he Presidente. opens it with his teeth. He does. He does. And then they give this, like, this weird line. Dom, Dom and I do love that the premise of this, they're trying to Robin Hood for this situation, but it comes down to, like, Dom says... Without gasoline, we can't live. And, like, it was yeah. so fast and furious about it, right? Like He says you can't move forward without fuel, and no one wants to be left behind. Exactly. And you're just like, oh, God. Like, there's so... It's true, right? Like, I, th- I do think yeah. gasoline plays a huge role in, like, our global economy and, like, everything like that. But, like, for them to just be, like, so lusty of gasoline just, like, fits the build, right? Like, and it, I, like I, it almost took me out of the movie for a second. Because I was like, oh god, they're like, they're just romanticizing gasoline just like a little bit too much for me. Like, it's just, they're overacting it just the hair. But I also do wonder if in this, in the Dominican Republic, if it's, you know, it might not be overacting. Like, I think it might, it, maybe it's actually, like the story they're telling might be a very Fast and Furious story. But it also, if it's true to life, I don't think they are overacting. Like, I think I, that... I agree. That's, given that, that's, like, the, you know, yeah. that Santo's, Santo's mother or his aunt is cooking in, like, the, you know, the scorching heat, and she doesn't really have, I guess, the, the fuel or whatever yep. to cool herself down. You know, they can't go anywhere, and there's, like, you know, fat cats getting rich. It's kind of, in a way, just like Donald Glover's video from earlier this year, it's, like, kind of like Guava Island, right? Where it's, like... I agree. Yeah. fat cats getting rich, and, you know, Donald Glover, or, in this case, Dominic Toretto. And historically, the islands have been fucked forever from the jump, so, yeah. I yeah. Did. And, and it is probably probably true but just like it definitely feels convenient for the kind of story <laughs> exactly that's the what kind I'm of characters that we are for sure absolutely <laughs> yeah so like this is what this is why i was like it's a little bit too on the nose right like they're like trying to steal ga- they need gasoline to live like come on man like it's fast and furious like we get it so that's why i was like I, like it almost took me out of it given how racing centric these movies are there's driving in this like dom and letty go for a ride but there's not like there's, there's not no really racing action, right? Like it's it's a lot yeah. of like and I feel like that's where it maybe falls a little short. And I know that you probably don't have a ton of money for this and you know you have a lot of the characters and a lot of the actors and you're paying them and everything, but like I would have liked a little bit of something or even like just the beginning, like maybe instead of ending which I really do like the ending of, you know, him with Letty, yes. maybe it ends with them like planning to go get that boat. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't shoot the action scene. You see, like, the boat taking off. You see cars, like, coming down or whatever. You know, however they're going to take it. Yeah, just one quick, like, at the end. Like, just, yeah, I agree. And maybe, I mean, I don't know, because this is supposed to also set up, and maybe there, maybe it ties into, because the beginning of 4 is the guy with the iguana, right? And so maybe this is... and they're stealing gas. That's the whole point. Maybe that's a continuation of this. Like, maybe it's after they get there. Maybe they track it and they're stealing it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. So some interesting things later that we see. First thing I noticed is that Han says he's from the States. 
because we never really knew like where Han was from. And he says he's never been east of somewhere. Where does he say? Yeah, he said he's never been to like any of the Asian countries. Like, because they're calling him Chinese the whole movie, and a yeah, and a mouth the Chinese mouth ones, how's Japan, how's China, and he's like, I've never been there. No, but everybody calls him Chinese, the Chinese guy's looking at me weird, all this stuff. And then, yeah, he says he's never been to China, and she's like, why well, are you from Japan? He's like, never been there either. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, so we caught Han really early, and he had to come from, like, California, I guess, right? Like, Well, he says that he used to hear about Dom in the racing scene, but didn't start running with him till Mexico. So I guess he was just around, maybe he went to race wars, maybe he just was in different circles and sort of heard like the the tale of the godfathers they call in this in this episode in this in true this oh video. that's right he is the, he's the actual godfather in this yeah and maybe he's just like i need to meet up with this guy and then you know kindred spirits just like we were saying why in, in the emails that we just read why han and sean ke- you know hit it off so well because they're kindred spirits like again dom and han similar you know he said he knew han said han was family yeah. but he, he so he had met dom before this though right yeah, in like, Mexico, because that's why he gets yes. called in here. Yeah. What I like, though, about, and I sort of, you know, I'm kind of a little all over the place, but I like that we get, obviously, the, the Los Bandoleros or the Bandoleros song, but the, the the video starts with sort of an acoustic kind of street version of it where guys, like, clacking blocks together and singing sort of a cappella. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I thought the music throughout this was all really good. I was actually. like, why do I know this song? And I was like, oh, because it was Bandoleros. I like the the score from throughout. Like, this music and the score was great in this. So we also have, and you asked me, uh, a, we saw something on, like, some clickbait article about, like, the 15 Fast and Furious characters who they did the most things or ranked in terms of how much yes. they did or whatever. it was, like, 40 best or 40 most least useless or something. It's something weird. Yeah, go ahead. And you said, who's Kara or Kara, C-A-R-A? Yep. And yep. I said, I think, and I only knew this because I think I had read it somewhere at one point, that she was the one in the car with Han at the beginning of 4. In this, and this I think goes back to an email that Wes sent a long time ago. A long time ago, but I remember. So I the fact that Rico and Tego are named all different things, all different places. Yes. Her character name here is Mirtha, because the actress's name is Mirtha. So she's not Kara, but she's also Kara. Like, it's the yes. same actress playing both parts, name not consistent, we still don't know who she is other than just someone who Han wants to fuck. Yeah. We're definitely um, pre-Giselle in this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he's like, he's like into it. Like, hard. Yeah. And that guy who's with them, and I don't, I don't know if I caught his name, but he's like, do you want me to get you guys a room? Or do you want, like, what, like, what do you want? Because they're just staring at each other. Like, they're basically doing staring stare and drive I thought they driving. were like a couple. Yeah. Like, before, but like, no, he apparently just brought Han a lady, I guess. I guess, because what's weird is that they pick him up, these these two, the guy and Mirtha, pick him up at the airport, and it's someone that he knew Han, it didn't seem like they were super close, but then Han gets in the backseat, like, they stare at each other, Han and Mirtha, Han gets in the backseat, and then, like, later, he's in this, like, you know, party or whatever, and they look like they want to go at it. Yeah, they're on the edge of glory, for sure. And I'm hanging on a moment with you? Exactly, yes. We also, like, what I like about, you know, I always like ways that you can get introduced to characters, and I think this is, again, maybe because Vin wrote it or whatever, but, you know, I like that we hear Dom before we see him. Like, we see his legs, we just see a guy working on the car. What kind of car was that? Did you catch it? Was it a Chevy? Oh, I think it was a Camaro. I thought I it was, think... A, I, think, I think it was a Camaro. That's like, yeah. you know, I, you know I'm, in the, I'm in the Chevy family, as you know, yes, and you I, I sort of have a sense of, like, kind of what some Chevys look like. It looked like a Camaro, I think. I think so, too. I, I didn't I didn't write that one down. I was more hung up by this like Bonneville that they had at some point. Is that the one that uh, he's driving with Letty at the end? Yeah, I think so. But what I like about it is that he's working on the car. You don't see who it is. You just see legs. You see two kids just sort of hanging out near him. Then you hear Dom's voice, and so iconically, so specifically, Vin, 
you know, Han shows up, but then Han and him already just, like, brothers, like, fighting, and, you know... Yeah, they're already, like, boys just roasting each other. Han says, you look like shit, and then Dom says, that looks that means a lot coming from you, but then Han says, how come we can't stay in a hotel? And he says, oh, complaining already. And I just like that, you know, he shows up from wherever he flew in from, you know, he has a friend picking yes. up the airport, and the first thing, it's just, like, busting each other, just like, what kind of shithole is this? But, like, it's clearly... You know, this friends. is just where he feels. This is home. Yeah, exactly. Then we get a family barbecue, a family dinner. We do. We get. We get a whole. You touch the chicken first situation mm-hmm. too. You know. You know Godfather's rules. They know Godfather's rules. Thank you, Godfather. It was weird when he said it like um, El Senor. He didn't say like Dio. Like he didn't say God. He said like the big man or something when he like says the oh. prayer. Okay. Yeah, like, I know, like, what he said in Spanish, and I was like, maybe that's a Dominican thing? I don't know. But, like, I caught it, and it caught me off guard, because he doesn't say, like, dear lord. Like, he, it's translated to, like, dear god, or, like, dear lord, right? Like, mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. subtitles. But he's just, like, senor. Like, he just, like, says, hey, guy, or mister, whatever. So I was like, this is weird. I had to, like, look deeper into that. As we know, there's probably some kind of dialect or some kind of, you know, localisms here, because later... When they're driving and those kids pull up on the motorcycles next to Dom, they speak to them. Letty just looks at him and goes, she goes, were you speaking Dominican? Yeah, Dominican. Yeah, not Spanish. Were you speaking Dominican? Isn't Vin Diesel Dominican? Isn't that part of it? I think so. Let's see here. I think he's part Dominican. I think we've looked this up before. We definitely have. He's American, born in Alameda County, California. No shit. Italian and Dominican, I thought. Uh, he expresses love for the Dominican Republic and how he relates to its multicultural facets. He never knew his father. Okay. He was white with English, German, Scottish, and Irish ancestry. His adoptive father is African-American. Okay. Diesel said he's, he said of himself that he's definitely a person of color. Um, so I don't think we don't know what he is. And I think that's, you know, he's able to play Italian. He's able to sort of fit in with the Hispanic culture in these movies because he has that sort of mentality, that love, that yeah. mindset. I felt like he was Dominican for some reason. But, I don't know. But yeah, yeah I mean, it's clear that between this and between the beginning of 8 and Cube, like I know that he didn't actually make 8, but it feels like at the beginning of 8, maybe just a character, but he just feels, as the actor, so comfortable in In Spanish Cuba. situations? Yes. Yeah. You know, in the beginning of, what is it, I guess, 6? When he's in the No Extradition and, you know, Hobbs comes to visit him. Like, whenever he's just casually hanging out, like, in a beautiful, like, Brazilian or, you know, some kind of, you know, lush Hispanic landscape. That's That seems to be where he's most at home. Yep, that's what I was saying. That's why I felt like we get the Dominican and he shot it in the Dominican. I thought this was maybe like an excuse to trip home kind of situation. You maybe. Know? We get an all-time quote from Letty. So Letty comes up. We talked about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Dom is sitting there with two girls. Letty comes up. She doesn't get like mad at him, which is, this was a dynamic of the relationship that I wanted to talk about. It seems like she kind of knows like, when they're not together, it's okay. But, like, when she's back, it's over. Well, I think it's also the same thing we see in the first movie at the party, right? Like, he's sort of doing whatever, and she's like, we're going upstairs, you're, you're giving me a massage right now. It's just like, oh, you know, like, you can sort of have your fun, but, like, when it's our time, it's our time. Yeah, so they're kind of in, like, a an almost open relationship, it seems like. I feel like it's don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, and so... Letty pulls up, Dom has his arm around two girls. He's like, oh, shit, and pulls his arms away. But, like, not even, like, in a scared way. Like, not like, oh, shit, she's gonna, like, beat me no, up. No, just like a, uh, call like, me. Like, Letty's here. You're yep. done. And we don't see her face when she first walks up, and then we, you know, turn around, and she just says, it ain't that hard to track you down. All I gotta do is follow the odor of skanks. And I was like, Which oh, shit. Yeah, Back again perfect. with the skanks line. Exactly. And it's then beautiful. Dom just says, Letty, life has a way of changing one's plans. Like... Sorry, girl. You know, I thought maybe you weren't going to be here. Going to have a little fun, but now you're here. 
and new plan. Exactly. I love it. It's a great, it's very, very nice. I like it a lot. So she responds by saying, you hear this one? You hear, she says to the girls, you hear this one? Change of plans. Where do we sleep? Like, basically, I'm here. We're going to bed now. Where are we going? And she's like, yeah. that's, and, yes, sir. Yes, yes, ma'am. And he kisses her, and she's like, I don't want to taste their saliva. <laughs> like, she's like, I know you were just making out with these hookers. Like, that's okay. But, like, ugh, you gross boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And just like, and just, she's cool with it. She's just fine. She just walks away. She's wearing a necklace here, and, you know, if we're doing the chain gang, we don't know. I don't, it's probably not the necklace. She's wearing a yeah. necklace, but throughout the first movie, she's wearing dog tags. She's wearing another silver chain. Like, I don't think yes. it's... But as far as we can tell, right, there's there's no sign of the necklace in this short. No, I didn't see it. I, I didn't, you know, it's always in the back of my mind, but, like, I didn't see it to notice it. And if I would have, I think I would have known. So they go back wherever, and then they go on this little road trip, I guess, through the Dominican Republic. And he's sort of, I guess, yeah, maybe driving taking, her her, the yeah, taking her to his favorite spots. And they have, you know, it's a very small aside, but one of the, I think, maybe most important, if you want to say, lines in this movie, in the short, what? Dom says, it's been a while. They're just talking about how it's been a while, whatever. And he says, it's been a while since I've been back. Letty says, you're missed. And then pauses. And she says, she's all right about Mia. Because like, he hasn't seen Mia in years. Oh, I didn't catch this. That's really so cool. So she just says, she's all right. They don't move. They don't They don't go further than that. But she says, she's all right. Cool. And that's it. I, I, love, like, I love that. And I, I saw there's like the one trivia on IMDb was that Paul Walker and Jordana Brewster were on the poster. There's a poster made for this. They were on the poster for this, but they're obviously not in it. I think it choked up that moment, but I was just like, oh, like, there's so much meaning to that. Because yeah. they were obviously so close. Yeah. He hasn't seen her since he, you know, ran Had to disappear. Yeah. Okay, so one, we get Letty doing a, a Giselle, the sitting on his lap while he's driving. And we get this, like, very playful Dom and Letty that we never really see. But she's doing, really like, a, like, an amped Giselle. Because she's, like, actually, she's like, oh, I'm blocking you. What are you going to do? We're going to crash? Like, she's, like fucking with him as opposed to just like loving him she's like oh like let's let's see what you're gonna do big guy yeah but it's like it's so playful and like we never see them be like not serious so to see them be like lovey and like playful like this was really cool to me and also she's like very confident in his driving right so like even if she's sitting on his lap she knows that like he's not gonna like wreck and the other thing we see is we see them kayaking and to see vin diesel like (laughs) using a kayak was so weird for my brain in a fast and the furious movie i was just like what the fuck is going on here like they put him in something without a motor Right, like it wasn't even like a like a small like motorboat. He is the motor. He is the motor. At that point, he became the engine of the boat. I think within the story that they're telling, it makes sense because they can't have like it a motorboat yes. and like have a I gas get it. shortage. No you know gas. I, mean? I I agree, but I'm saying, but like seeing Vin Diesel like row a boat in a Fast and the Furious movie, it's just like poof, like my whole brain exploded. I was just like, what the fuck is going on here? And then like Letty takes over and he's just like lounging. And I was just like, oh, God, this is so weird. I feel like it's this scene and then the next one where they finally park and, you know, like they they park in this thing and they go to the kayak or whatever. And then he carries her to the cove and there's all this different stuff. And, you know, she yeah, says, how can, you, how can you be 3,000 miles away from that? I can't. I feel like all of this further sets up her, quote unquote, death in the fourth movie. Right. Like it just it like, does. Yeah. He's been away from her for so long. Like there's a history before the movie starts. Before the first one, that like they've been together for a while, you know, she's she grew up Forever, on the street yeah, or whatever. Essentially, yeah. We haven't seen a lot of that, and just to see them reunited here, 
and then she's going to die 15, 20 minutes or whatever into And they had great movie. chemistry, too. Like, yeah. this is, like, a really seriously, like, strong moment. Like, they're not even, like, faking it. It's not, like, obviously they're acting, but they have, like, very good chemistry together here. Yeah. And it looks like they, like, miss each other, and they're back with each other, and, like, this is a really cool moment, so. And also, like, I don't know if you, if you, if you look at his Instagram videos that he puts, but, like, whenever he's with her, like, they just both seem so happy. And again, maybe it's acting, maybe it's, you know, for the promotion of whatever, but it just seems like Vin and Michelle like each other as people so much that they want to be together on screen. Which is cool. That's them. It plays well. We see it through the movies and it's awesome. I don't think that you can have good on-screen chemistry and not be like kind of into the person, right? Like you can't fake it that hard. Yeah. I mean, there's a thing that I think it was, you know, on Game of Thrones that when Jon Snow and Egret, who are, you know, it's Kit Harrington and Rose Leslie. And they're actually married, right? Yeah, because they, they were on the show. They were written to be, you know, partners on the show or whatever. And I guess spoilers, sort of, but whatever, season three, it's a while ago. Yeah. They said, you know, it's not hard to fall in love with someone when, like, your characters are in love with each other and you're staring at someone who's beautiful. And you're you're both single. Like, you know, I yeah. feel like if Vin Diesel, if Michelle Rodriguez didn't have partners, if they were attracted to each other, which I think they are to some extent, and they were both single, like, I think that we would have seen something. You know what I mean? But I feel like, yeah. you know, the, the chemistry, TLDR, Chemistry is real. It is real. I, th- I think it would be hard to fake. That was, yeah. And I think that's kind of all my notes. Do you have anything else to say about Los Bandoleros? I don't think I have anything. I mean, there's, there's, it's worth watching. It's for sure worth watching. Like, Turbocharged Prelude, you can watch. That like, gets six minutes. You don't have to. Again, you don't have to watch this, but I think it's worth watching. It's cool. Yeah, it was really good. It, it fit well with the story. It's definitely better than the Brian one, I think. Yeah, I liked it. I'm glad that we, like, encompass this and are like finally like wrapping the package on all of the fast and the furious right like it felt good to finally watch it i'm glad we saved it i'm glad we watched it and i'm glad that we've seen everything else first like i think that if i would have seen it when it came out before four it would have been kind of like different at this point in our you know tracking fast and the furious it felt really nice you know, whenever we do an ultimately, we do a completist lap where we do like the special fe- special features and DVD Everything. commentary and stuff like yeah. that. We'll watch this again then. But like, I'm glad that it's good enough that we could talk about it for a while, that we both enjoyed it. But I'm also, in a weird way, kind of glad that it's not so good that we have to cover it every time. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I feel like I feel like it'd be kind of weird. Like if this say this was like an awesome 17 minutes, I feel like it'd be weird. Like, do we do it with four? Do we do a separate episode each lap? Like, exactly. I kind of like yep. that it's good. And not great. It can stand only alone. The scheduling thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I agree. Well, next week we have Fast and Furious number four, which is this is a, a you know a accompanying video for that. So we yeah. will kick that one off with the heist of gasoline, and then say goodbye to Letty again. Gasolina. Gasolina. Oh, they even gasolina. say gasolina in here, and it's just like, oh, they do. Right. Yeah, they do. But yeah. So any other thoughts about either the Fast and Furious minute or anything else we talked about in the last you know hour plus, Joe? No. I think that was good. I think we wrapped everything up pretty nice. For all things Too Fast, Too Forever, including all 36 or whatever other episodes of the show, you can go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash Forever, or at Forever on Twitter. Email us, family, at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page at TooFastTooForever.com. We got the stickers. They're going out. We got yeah. a Fast and Furious Minute document up there. Up. You get access to that. You mm-hmm. get early access to the first half of the episodes. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on on Patreon, TooFastTooForever.com. Check it out. Again, YouTube, if you want to subscribe to us on YouTube. Please. Again, this is like the, the easiest thing we'll ever ask. Click the subscribe button and then put it out of your brain. That's all yep. we ask. Go to cageclub.me, find the link from there, dig around YouTube to find Too Fast Too Forever. Anyway, thank you all for you know writing in, 
for supporting Amen. us on Patreon. It's so cool to have so many people who are with us, literally with us on this journey every episode. Yeah, I agree, it's, man. It's, it's great. It's it makes our job a little bit easier, right? Oh, it, sure. Like, I feel very re-energized knowing that you guys, like, care. We've got really exciting things coming, I think. So I do. just stick with us. We will not let you down, I hope. Uh, oh, keep God. emailing, keep listening, keep sharing with your friends. Just thank you for being you. Thank you for being part of the family. Mm-hmm. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And we'll see you next week for Fast and Furious number four, right here on Too Fast, Too Forever. Yo! Tengo Calderón. <laughs>